Hey, sports fans, how you doing? And welcome to another episode of After the Gig. My name's Jesse Humphrey. I am your host, and I am back with another episode. This week on the program, I have the great Marie Miller. I met Marie for the very first time at Sea Leaf, which was Carbon Leaf's festival in the Outer Banks, and uh, she was one of our openers, and I gotta say, she was really, really fantastic. John, uh, Carmelie's bass player, if you didn't already know that, uh, played a little bass for Marie, and Marie is, has known the guys for a while, and uh, made guest appearances, opening spots, and it was really awesome to have this conversation. It's a bit dated, just because of uh, the fact that we were at Sea Leaf, which was over the, I think it was in August, maybe? Um, so not terribly dated, but we recorded it a little while ago. Uh, recorded maybe a day apart from the episode I did with um, Yasmin Williams. So, um, you know, guys, uh, life's crazy. <laughs> it's the holidays. I hope everyone is having a uh, a stress-free holiday season. I know that Thanksgiving is tough for a lot of people, especially around this time with uh, coronavirus still running rampant throughout the streets, but we are doing the best that we can. Still playing shows, still doing gigs. It's getting a little bit easier to... Um, for artists to get out there and start booking things. People are kind of taking their heads out of the sand. And uh, I think we're improving. I think things are getting better. We do have a new variant, but uh, I honestly, I really don't know a ton about it. I haven't been doing much reading. I've kind of, uh, I've kind of dug my head in the sand a little bit. I just really have not been paying attention to the news at all. I am. I just get frustrated with it. I don't know about you guys. I don't really, you know, I don't really want to know anymore <laughs> what's going on, who's arguing with who. I just want to kind of stay in my bubble and do the best I can for. Uh, my family and me and the people that are positive around me and uh, kind of just push all those other things to the side because it's starting to get a little overwhelming. It's starting to get a little crazy. And um, for everybody, it's different. You know, maybe, maybe this is the best time in the world and the best time ever. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because like Marie and I in this episode, we kind of go through a lot of stuff that you know, we're go we were going through at the time and talking about music and talking about um, uh, playing during coronavirus and what you did, what we did when we weren't playing and didn't really know what the future of our music or the future of performing really looked like. So it was really, really wonderful to sit down and have this conversation, and uh, I'll kind of stop my spiel here, but if you guys have any questions, any emails, uh, you want to shoot me a line, it's afterthegigpod at gmail.com. Shoot me a message if you like. Also, the Patreon is uh, is 
up and kicking. So patreon.com slash after the gig. And that's a really fantastic way to support the podcast and me and all the things that, um, all the things that I have going on and continue to do. So without further ado, please, 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 please enjoy this conversation with the lovely Marie Miller. I am a poor stranger journeying through this world awoke. But there's no sickness, no toil, no danger. You said you're gonna you're getting a bachelor's your bachelor's degree yeah right yeah so i when uh march you know uh 2020 i was trying to think about something i could do that i could say at the end of this i was better for you know oh, okay. and uh a lot of people were writing symphonies and stuff <laughs> but I actually was struggling to songwrite and to really find inspiration I'm such a performer yeah more than a uh, artist I think actually uh, so I need to have a reason to write a reason to practice a reason to to work on my voice so I, I've always wanted to finish my bachelor's I only went for two years to yeah. school so I'm doing an online program it's uh, a liberal arts English and the humanities and I'm a total geek. I love to read and uh, I love philosophy and history. So uh, literature, so it's like perfect for me. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Are you? So when is this supposed to? Com- when are you supposed to complete it? So yeah. So so I keep telling everyone I'm a senior in college, um, <laughs> and I I have nine classes left, and I think I'll be done. But with now that work's picking up or has been picking up a bit. I'm just taking two or three classes a semester, but okay. doing it all through the year. Gotcha. So, yeah. So this year, uh, or this semester, I'm taking philosophy of God and, or no, I'm taking uh, logic, like Aristotelian logic, and I'm taking... What is that? What is that? So called? basically, Aristotle was the... Just to uh, let you know, this is all so far over my head. Oh, nice. so I'm. Uh, you're, far, I want to learn. Like you're teaching me. Oh, yeah. it's and we like, don't have to talk about any of this crap. No, it's great. Yeah. Uh, I can also edit whatever right. out, yeah. but I usually yeah. don't. Maybe we should edit out <laughs> Marie's having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> the best part. <laughs> that might be good. That's, the best, uh, that's what's going to get all the downloads. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> let's see if the breakdown happens at the end right. of the episode. <laughs> Can Jesse poke and prod enough? Right. You're going to have to do, like, afterwards. Like, uh, I just want to let everyone know Marie is no longer with us. She just walked into the oh, ocean Jesus. after. <laughs> this uh, This was her last uh, conversation. And that will get huge, and I'll, like, become a famous artist. Right. That would be great. Uh, so I'm taking logic, which... So Aristotle was the inventor of this idea of logic, where we're doing syllogisms. Like, um, so... Um, all men are mortal. Uh, Soc- uh, all men, all men are mortal. Socrates is immortal, so Socrates must be immortal. Is that right? Where it's like A equals B equals so equals C. I haven't started the class yet, so I'm <laughs> just I'm not gonna I'm spitballing right so now. So we'll catch up after. Yeah, after exactly. The class I'll give you a logic lesson. Uh, there's gonna be a person that knows that 
listening to this and be like, she is such an idiot. Uh, yeah. But so yeah, and then I'm taking a humanities class, which is uh, Western um, civilization through art. Yeah. So painting, sculpture, music. Cool. Which will be really cool. I didn't finish college, so that's one. Of, that's one of my big deepest regrets not deepest regrets but i wish i I would like to go back and finish because when i when i was at berkeley Mm -hmm. i started like my second or third year i started playing a lot more music like track like playing out with Mm -hmm. bands and stuff and i just like wasn't you know i i didn't have uh uh, a real passion for for school or for like the same passion for reading and writing that i do now so it took me... Jesus, these flies are, like, they, coming after me. They love you. They love me. I mean, I showered. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't really, like... I think it's really admirable to, to go and finish it. And I... At one point, I was going to go back and finish. Maybe not at Berkeley, but, you know, do an online thing, get finish a, a degree or whatever, and, and just say I had the piece of paper and you know, all this, have, have the piece of paper to show for all this money that, that I'm still <laughs> spending. <laughs> but it's crazy. It's just, it's just nuts. Where did, um, yeah, like 20, 2020, it was, is that the only, I mean, that's a big one, but 2020 was a hard year for like every, everybody. It was like the not playing and not performing a, a big problem for you during 2020. It was a huge problem for me, and and like I was saying, some people just really blossomed um, yeah. on their own. Um, they uh, really were able to write and to to learn a new instrument or do things. Um, I I was doing Zoom shows and you know private backyard kind of social distance things, yeah, and that kind of kept me going financially. Uh, but I was not very yeah I mean I think it's okay to say like not very happy um I also got COVID and have still have long COVID like long term long yeah yeah so um used to be dizzy spells they've actually really they've gotten a lot better um but I have a a kind of a rare most people lose totally uh, anosmia lose their sense of smell yeah um but I have it's called parosmia, which is a distortion of smell. So some of the nerves have healed and some of them haven't. So I basically like everything smells terrible. Everything smells terrible. Yeah. So that's, so that's been, uh, does terrible stuff smell good? (laughs) No, (laughs) actually. Okay. That would be incredible. I can't smell terrible stuff. Like I can't smell like a skunk. Like if I'm driving, I have no idea. Um, so, so if yes. someone took like a big stinky poo, you wouldn't actually like changing diapers, you'd be okay. like for my sisters, their babies, not for them personally. Um, that smells less bad. Okay. So, okay. So you're the diaper See, changer. silver linings. Yeah, exactly. You know. So I'm just starting, um, I'm going on like six months, just starting to, uh, be able to eat. Like I can't eat meat, cheese, onions, garlic most fruits like it's a really i basically just have pasta um and like some very it's 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 building like daily i'm starting to get it back but okay so it's like like a like a training kind of thing yeah you do smell training actually where you try to remember yeah smell training 
Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. So few people know about this, but then like you go on Facebook and there's like a 50,000 you know, person group of us like all over, especially in India, they, that this like that variant, okay. this was like a symptom. So, and it's long, like it's some people it's been a year. Some when did you get, when did you get COVID? I got COVID in February of 2021. So right before the vaccine. <laughs> so it's been, a, it's been so long. Yeah. Oh my God. Is there any other symptoms that are, you know, like the, I know brain fog is, yeah. a, is a big one. So yeah, mainly, uh, it, mine, mine were, or mine are dizziness and this distortion of smell. Yeah. Uh, but I would say the dizziness is pretty much gone. I actually haven't experienced a dizzy spell in a couple months. So. Well, that's good. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. worse in my opinion than being dizzy. Yeah. Like <gasps> being hung over and having like, you know, or be drinking too much and mm -hmm. having the spins and yes. stuff like that. That's one of the reasons like my 2020, I quit drinking. Mm -hmm. So not, no, no, not a sip since like, uh, September, 2019, all of 2020. And then, so cool. And then I drank on new year's 2021. And I, I, yeah, I should probably take another break at this <laughs> point, but it's like, um, yeah, that's, that's like, that's, that's insane. I, I can't, I can't imagine not being able to like smell things in a, in a, I don't know. That must be really tough. I was such a fat kid growing up and still am a fat kid at heart that if you would have told me that I wasn't going to have Chick-fil-A for six months, <laughs> I would have cried. <laughs> so basically it's like, it's still first world problems and so many people have had so much worse, you know, with everything, but it's hilarious. Like there, with the first couple of months, I would just cry and people would say, why are you crying? I'd be like, cause I want a muffin. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I want a muffin I, so bad. I just want a muffin. I, <laughs> <laughs> is Chick-fil-A your go-to? Uh, it's my, like, or if I'm on the road and it's like indulge, indulge myself. Like, I'm like, I'm just going to eat a spicy chicken sandwich. I totally, so I love burgers and French fries and, uh, yeah, but I have not experienced those in a long time, but it's there, there are some good things in the sense that I am eating mainly better. It's the, they're, yeah. So there's gotta be some, like someone needs to come up with something on the road like some bajillionaire needs to say hey i see all these artists they're traveling around the truckers got the truck stops and they can eat they eat all this garbage mm -hmm. and the musicians they're always trying so hard to stay healthy like most musicians not me are skinny mm. but they're always trying to find like a, a whole foods or that's like a big deal for us. Like John is always trying to find a whole foods. Right. Um, I don't care. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know why I'm so fat. <laughs> You're not I just love, fat. I like, I like desserts. I like uh -huh. snacks. I'd snack like at the end of the show mm -hmm. and we always get all these baked goods like cookies. I was eating cookies until one in the morning last night. <laughs> you gotta like, have your cookies. It's like, what are we doing? Yeah. But anyway, some some billionaire needs to come up with like a chain of of truck stops that are only for musicians that have like healthy good food options, and you know, 
and they sell skinny jeans or something. I don't know. <laughs> I like that idea. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. It's like, and maybe, yeah, juice bar and overpriced uh, soap. Juice bar, juice bar, overpriced soap, and like earplugs. Yes. Okay. Skinny jeans, earplugs, <laughs> and black t-shirts. That is really good. And like really deep uh, V-necks. Really deep yeah, V's. Yeah. I have a story about deep V-necks. Okay. I, I always wear a V-neck when I'm on stage. There's something about it. It just doesn't constrict the mm-hmm. same way that a crew neck does. Right. But when I was in school, I have this really good friend. His name's Chris Oppold. And he was like the guy that he might even listen to this, but he was the guy that, um, that was dressed like you knew this person was going to be a rock star. Like he walks through a room mm-hmm. so, like so skinny skinny jeans he has like these really awesome leather boots on but his main thing was he would wear this really deep v-neck and he had a tattoo of a diamond on his chest oh my gosh it was i'll I'll show you a picture when we're done (laughs) like on facebook or something but like it it was amazing like that sounds perfect and he had this crazy like big bob dylan hair that he would like have to do every morning the effort that goes into that is unbelievable it takes a lot of work to not look like you worked at all yeah and then to walk around boston looking like that yeah like that is the definition of of not a low profile yes so there was many times where we would be like in in Boston or walking around going to different stores and stuff and just like you know someone would say something to Mm -hmm. him and would be like almost a confrontation every time I don't that's it's it's such a an odd thing with because I was taught to like be low profile like don't (laughs) like don't stand out (laughs) don't Mm -hmm. like look like you know don't bring any undue attention to yourself right so I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know where I was going. I think that. that well, it's sort of the Lady Gaga like idea, right? Where people yeah. would make fun of her for being Lady Gaga before she was Lady Gaga, but there has to be one moment where you wake up and you're like, right. "I am Lady Gaga," right? Or that's, Kesha, or whatever. That's so true. I guess. I guess I always thought, like, you know, to me, it was always Chris. Like, this is just how this mm-hmm. is how Chris looks and how he dresses and everything, and it's cool. Mm-hmm. But like. Yeah, I guess before you're known for, and he was a killer guitar player, mm. like still is. He's like really, really good. Um, but before you're, you know, I, I I've always struggled with that. Like, should I be like looking more like I am in a band? Like maybe like because there's definitely I've definitely walked into rooms where people were like, who is this person wearing basketball shorts and like, <laughs> is this is he supposed to be here? And then they don't know until I get on stage. You, you know? are an insanely amazing drummer. Oh. I was I was just like the whole night. That was such a gift. Oh, so anyway, nice. you can wear whatever you want because <laughs> if you like sucks, I'd be like, dude, you need to go a little more hipster for us. But you were so good. Right. I yeah, it I was appreciate it. it was a it was awesome, awesome to hear it. you play. Thank you. Well, you you as well. I was actually uh, I told you last night like. Your, your playing is is really great, but that guitar, that Collings that you have, is like, 
I remember when you started playing it, when you came from the mandolin and, and started playing that guitar, it was like, holy fuck, this thing, it really brought it together. Billy did an amazing job on sound. Like, mm -hmm. it, it was, I really, really enjoyed your set a lot. Thank you so much. A lot. It was that awesome. guitar is, is beautiful. It's my second time playing it on stage, so. How long have you been playing the mandolin? Did you start, like, yeah, really Yeah, I started young? with mandolin when I was about 12. Okay. Yeah, so 20 years now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got, yeah, it's, I always think it's like, oh my God, like the precision it must mm -hmm. take after a long time to be able to play the mandolin well. Like you see like Chris Thiele, who's just an insane person. And then, you know, just the, the, the fast runs. Mm -hmm. Like I love hearing those like fast mandolin runs. They're so fucking cool. Oh, they are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the mandolin is interesting. I mean, I have actually like really small hands, so that was kind of one of like as a little kid, it was like, well, this is something you could do where a guitar would be harder yeah. to play, but it's it's easy to learn. I think if anyone's listening that's like, I might want to play the mandolin, it you really can learn and it sounds good very early, which yeah. gives you hope to keep going. Yeah. Uh, even if you're just playing chords, it's a beautiful instrument. Yeah. And so so yeah, it's easy to learn, but then obviously you can really uh, excel, and there's a lot to it. Yeah. Uh, but I always a lot of um, when parents ask me what their kids should play first, I say mandolin. Okay. Did any of your other family play? Yeah. Anything? So I've got my sister. Because you could start like multiple family bands. I could. Yeah, I know. <laughs> It's true. It's like we could have two five-piece bands in our family. <laughs> two baseball teams. Yeah, exactly. How many? How many siblings do you have? So I have nine siblings. Nine siblings. Yeah, yeah, and I've got a harpist in my family, Tess. Uh, she plays the harp. Uh, she. Let's see. Every, it's funny because we we always perform when people come over to the house. A lot of like musical families will do this. You have people over for dinner, and it's sort of tradition for us to like play them. You know, play some music. And so I always will come out with my guitar and mandolin, and people are like, ah, oh, cool. And then she just, like, comes out with a six-foot harp. Yeah, you can't compete with like, a harp. And yeah, and I, like, just, they're like, don't even remember my name. It sucks. It's uh, like, did you see that harp? It's like, yeah, you know. <laughs> I guess it was fine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then... She's not even that good at it. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to be. You just have to play, like, a G chord, and everyone starts crying. It's uh, yeah. so annoying. Uh but she is very good, though. Uh, and then I've got some piano players and uh, guitar players. My older sister is an incredible singer-songwriter. She is a mama now, and she's kind of put it on hold. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Do they? Um, do you guys collaborate at all on any of your, your current stuff? We've done a little bit. Uh, Justina, the singer-songwriter, was on Imaginary Friend, which was a song on the last record. Cool. She sang uh, BGBs for that, but... But not as much as I'd like. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like you wish it was more. Yeah. I'm the weirdo that thinks you can do this for a living. Hey, <laughs> you know, we're all a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> yeah. We're all a bunch of weirdos. Yeah. That's like, that's like the dark, the darkness in, in my thoughts where I, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, what are we doing here? Because it's easy when you're single or when you're just like in a, in a relationship and you know, no kid running around and it's like you know i have like some very successful people in my family like my brother's really successful uh recent like recent success and i have cousins that are like 
partners at Price Waterhouse and like like big big time, you mm-hmm. know. And you go over to their their house. <laughs> like I go over to my cousin's house and it's like it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's the size of this block. And they and you go in and you're like so I want to do that instead. And then you realize like, oh no, I would hate that. Like I would be completely miserable. You know, I need to find some kind of way to make this work. But I think about that so often. And I think it's good to be thinking about that, but also to remember that watching you on stage last night, like you are incredible at what you do. And so I think sometimes like like when we're as musicians or as artists, you can be so excellent at something and so accomplished and one in a million at something and no one even knows at all. Yeah. And you're just kind of like playing and you're like, I made $200 today. Yay. You know, yeah. but it doesn't take away the excellence in some way. It's like more beautiful and refined because it has nothing to do with what you're going to make. Yeah. So I, yeah, if you weren't good at drums, I would probably say like, yeah, maybe there's some, um, yeah, right. there's, a, there's a difference of like being like on the level and having those thoughts and not, mm-hmm. and then also having this blind confidence that you don't really know where you stand. Yeah. Like not knowing where you stand is a really dangerous place to be, especially if you have, especially if you have a family, you know, right. Yeah. because I could definitely see, like if I wasn't, if I didn't know, so let me use this for, as an example, like I play guitar and sing as well. And I know that I can't write a song the same way that some of my favorite songwriters write a song. I try. I try as hard as I can. But if I were to say to my wife, hey, I'm going to try to make it as a singer-songwriter. And I'm going to go out and travel. And I might not be home for, like, months at a time. I, she would divorce me immediately. <laughs> She'd be like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> and... It's like you're a drummer. You play the drums. Like you, you have a great voice, but you know, what are you doing? <laughs> you know something that so many people don't know. Yeah. What they aren't uh, exceptional at. Like you're really good, probably a singer, guitar player, mm-hmm. right? But you're saying like, I know that some of those songwriters that I love so much, I can't necessarily do that. Yeah. And so I'm not going to, especially because you have a family. Um, There's a moment in a in in a songwriter's like repertoire mm-hmm. where because I so I use I played with Stephen Kellogg for a long time. Oh, cool! For for like a few years actually, mm-hmm. and there's a thing that I learned from him that he works so incredibly hard at, and I and I give him a hard time for other things that that you know I'm I'm making fun or or just joking around because mm-hmm. we've been. In, like in in the trenches together before right um but he works so incredibly hard at making the show special for the concert goer for the fan like finding the moments to bring it down and really like deliver that one lyric that maybe makes you want to cry you know or that maybe want makes you want to to call your your sibling or, mm-hmm. or or call your mom or something like to find those those moments where um where you feel like this is the best show that i've ever been to maybe not musicianship wise or or or, or uh, that's coming out wrong but maybe not like 
as a whole. Like, like you don't have these killer like virtuosic uh, musicians up there, but you came away from there maybe not wanting to kill yourself, or maybe not wanting to, or maybe wanting to like repair that relationship with someone that you had a fight with, mm. you know. So like those things are what make singer-songwriters great. Those, those, it's not the playing, it's not the, it's not, um, you know, sometimes it is the talking after the show, but it, it's not the stories in the middle, it's the songs and those moments where they bring it down and they make you want to, they make you want to do something, you know? Yeah. So wow. those, those are like, that's a special thing, and that's something that when I'm playing or, or trying to be, trying to do my best impersonation of a singer-songwriter, um, those are the things I think about, and that's what make, gets me frustrated. It's like not my ability. It's 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 like the ability to connect with other people. It's, it just isn't there. Yet. Interesting. So, wow. That yeah. Uh, I always think about music is the or a really great song is the medium for for where like a universal something like love pain hatred uh forgiveness healing um sort of these forms like if we want to talk plato i don't know sure. i just took greek philosophy just, where just this, go there yeah these universal it. things that like exist outside of a, uh, like outside and then like a musician comes and a songwriter writes something about a particular experience they had probably yeah um maybe something is like a heartbreak and then all of a sudden the whole room uh is connected like right. some universal heartbreak that now has been uh presented with this one song and we all yeah it's the strangest thing not to feel alone yeah because you're that is isolation is is something that we all experience yeah we all know yeah. it now yeah most truly yeah know it um, and, and so that's why it's so cool to be a musician, whether you're singing, like what you guys were doing last night, uh, what you do every night, you know, when you're performing with Carbon Leaf or if you're doing your singer songwriter thing, uh, it, yeah, it breaks down that isolation and it, 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 it seems simple, but it makes people feel like, you know what, maybe I'm not going through all of this by myself. Right. Yeah. Well, the best songs are, are ones that, that really, um, you know, they start in a certain place for the songwriter, mm -hmm. but they mean so many different things to so many other people. Right. You know, you can take, you can take, once, you, once you've released the song, it's not really yours anymore, you know? It's like, it makes it, when it, when it takes on a life of its own. Mm -hmm. So th those, are the, those are the best ones, in my opinion, you know? There's, and, and I find it so interesting that there's so many different artists that do so many completely different things. Like we're sitting in a tent with a bunch of ta tapestries around us, and I'm thinking, like, these people that like fish, they're out of their minds. <laughs> <laughs> like, these people are crazy. What are they doing? <laughs> I know. Why, guys? But and I'm like, in high school, I was the biggest 311 fan on the planet i still like well you know if i'm in my truck by myself i'll blast some 311 and it's and it takes me right back but i can only listen to like a couple songs i'm like oh, i can't listen to this anymore mm -hmm. like and then i turn on john mayer well 
you've turned on the best, I think, the best singer-songwriter. Yeah. All right. Our generation. I was going to delete the episode, but now we can, now we can be friends. <laughs> like this girl is weird. <laughs> she keeps talking about Greek philosophy. <laughs> I'm a very anxious person. And so Are I you? hear. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't get that from you at thank all. Thank you very much. I, I mask it. So everything I say, I think just is stupid. So no. podcasts are so hard for me because I have to really try to be like, you know what, Marie, maybe what you said was stupid, but it's okay. So anyway, that's I have it. this. I have this talk with John all the time because I I'm the same way. Really? Like I'm not I get anxious in, in different in different ways. But like I th- I worry that what I say is going to come off wrong or what I say because, you know, a lot of people are going to hear it. So like I. I try to be very conscious about what I'm saying. And sometimes that makes it worse. It makes, like, if I don't just, I, I compare it to a, a pitcher in baseball. Like, if they're really trying to place the ball, it's, it, they're, they're not just throwing the ball. Mm. You know, just throw mm-hmm. the ball and not, and not try to worry about, not try to place certain, you know, every little thing. Because, like, I, I stutter sometimes, and sometimes I'll lose my train of thought in the middle of a sentence. I'm like, where the fuck is that going? And I, I get really nervous about it. I feel like people are going to think I'm an idiot. <laughs> You're, yeah, this is great. It's great yeah. for you. It was just like a therapy session. Yeah. So I'm like, I know exactly how you feel. And I, I'm always afraid that, that somebody's listening or they see me on stage and their thought is, who does this girl think she is? Right. Because if they knew like who I think I am, it's, it's a fight every day to have enough confidence. Yeah to do what I do and it's super hard and I'm radically insecure. And the cool thing is you have an outlet to try to prove or, or try to like uh, put out your the version of yourself that you want people to hear. Mm-hmm. So you have the ability to write and edit and like really figure it out and then present it in front of a crowd. Yeah. Which is, which is not, not nobody gets to do that. It's true. Like not many people get to do that. So People are in awkward speaking situations all the time with people. Yeah. I'll go and talk to someone that I don't know and have like almost all the time I will try to be myself and say something that I'm like, oh, I think I may have offended this person or I think I may have, I don't think they understood what I really meant and, and by that time they've already walked away and the conversation's over and then I think about it all fucking night whoa that's exactly (laughs) what i do it's like torture it's torture it's torture it's so hard do you do anything to come combat it everyone well okay so every once in a while it's appropriate for me to say hey i hope that didn't but a lot of times it's not because it's someone you don't really know that well or it'd be even creepier and and if you did and if you did (laughs) try to explain it they'd be like uh i'm just gonna go get some pretzels (laughs) I'll see you later. Exactly. Just weird them out more. Um, It's like my torture is their story they're going to tell their friends. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think a couple things. One, we think about ourselves more than we think about other people. So hopefully they're thinking about them more than they're thinking about me. Right. Uh, And just also just kind of just say a prayer and say whatever stupid things I said, like let it be still beautiful for what the, what they needed to hear they heard yeah yeah because i ultimately am not 
that important. So it's okay. But it is really. Yeah, yeah. I Well, thank you. But yeah, yeah. Thank you. But I so. struggle so much with that. That's hilarious. It, oh, my God. Are you. In, you Don't be offended by this. Are you, Did you ever do any acting? Did I ever do any acting? Yeah. No. Okay. Because I feel like you could be I've like a comedic to. actor. Oh, that's And that's nice. that, uh, like a lot of times that personality has yeah. because you seem like you've got everything together, but there's that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. There's that thing going on. Yeah. Because you have head. like a lightness in conversation. That's, oh, that's nice. I would not have. I try. I would never have thought that you had my issue. Yeah. I, I think it's more common yeah. than, than we all think. But I remember growing up and being, <laughs> I remember being in my friend Joe's house when I was in like elementary school or something. Mm-hmm. And I, I would like get, I was sensitive. Like I'm a sensitive person and I would think about things and how they affected people. And, and I would like get nervous. Like I never wanted to get in trouble. I was, I was never called to the, to the principal's office ever. And I, and I took pride in that. Mm-hmm. And then I had these friends that like, it just seemed to me like they didn't care about anything. Like they, they're going to go and talk, to like a, a girl and say something like really terrible or 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 like break up with them in a in a very nonchalant passive way and just be fine and just not even think about it ever again mm. and to me that is a psychopath like i couldn't i can't even like imagine what like doing that or feeling that way like i would have to mull everything over for so long to the point of of it being a problem probably you know and just make a decision and and do something but um i i was always baffled by people that that at least came off like they didn't care right you know what i mean and i think i i'm super close to my brother my older brother and he actually doesn't care really yeah he's those people i don't give a fuck yeah and he, ha- you know, he's um, uh, was it went to Notre Dame Law School, was a Navy Jag, and now he's like in charge of a bunch of health clinics. He's uh, working in business, and I know that part of it's probably the perfect path for him. Yeah, because he he needed to, uh, you know, being especially being a a, a Navy lawyer. Yeah. Um, you have to not care what people think about you. Yeah. Uh, well, you have to dissociate. Yes. Yeah. Your, from your job, from your feelings. Exactly. And go, yeah, and deal with, like, some terrible stuff. Like, he was a prosecutor and a, um, and and then go back and be like, now I'm going to go get a beer with my friends. Yeah. And it's amazing to see that personality. We need both. I think we need both because we can't just oh, have we need those people. freaks that don't care about anything. Yeah. I, I say, like... I say I think they're psychopaths, but, <laughs> I but think in, they in, are. in a in, in a like a, just a fun jabbing way. But like you, we can't not have those people yes. because all then we just be so concerned with each other's feelings and nothing would get done. <laughs> nothing it's would get true. done. It's true. Like all of civilization would be this green room that we're in right now, which is basically just like a tapestries tent <laughs> with tapestries, <laughs> maybe some fish music playing. Yeah. On repeat. I'll tell you, we the only thing that'd be developed are probably the drum circles. <laughs> yeah. That would be the big <laughs> That might be the name of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> drum cir- the only thing developed are drum circles. Oh my god. That gosh. might be too wordy. But no, that's I always find it fascinating like what people hide, you know, and, and the thing the things that they think 
are there are there weaknesses mm -hmm. that actually could be their strength so mm -hmm. like i think it's a strength that you know i th you know or we think about what other people are thinking after we said something because we truly want them to to come away from our conversations with a positive outlook towards us it's all yes. about making a good impression right and about like wanting to be remembered in a positive way or wanting you know you're a performer we're performers we want them to like to to tell a story about something that we did that affected them mm -hmm. you know so it's like i think that thing as well it's a double-edged sword so as well as making us feel stressed out and anxious is also the reason why is also like a, a strength in our in personality right i know i agree it's it's uh definitely an artistic quality but i think it yeah it, i think it makes better art because you're very empathetic yeah you're very aware of the yeah, room empathetic. that was the word i was looking for yeah no it's it is good it's just trying to like refine it and make it serve you instead of keeping you keep you keeping you up but like yeah. you know four yeah. in the morning right so. yeah being like i hope that person doesn't hate me mm -hmm. um how do you feel about this whole situation here how, how you like being here at uh sea leaf and I absolutely love it. Uh, I I have no idea how long we've gone. Uh, yeah, it's perfect. Like We're four, doing good. Okay. It's like forty-five minutes. Uh, I've forgotten, like many of us, just how fun it is just to play music and yeah. to we. I do this. I do festivals like this because I life is really hard, and I think that people deserve time just to rest. Yeah. Uh, and to listen to music. And maybe just for a couple hours or maybe the whole weekend, be able to let their whatever's going on in their lives just take a little break um, and go. be refreshed. So I'm always honored to be part of that. And I think artists are also, I know we're working, so it's not as as relaxing, but it, you're still participating in something that is an yeah. end in itself. Like I, art is an end in itself. It's You don't do art because it, it makes money. You can. It's a... Uh, that's great if it does yeah um, but it's a good in itself and anything in this life like i think friendship family art uh those things that are, are good that aren't they're not transactional uh they make us more human yeah so and make us more ourselves as we should be and so to be part of this and i think carbon leaf has always done a great job of creating environment that is uh it's it's relaxing it's fun but it's not like let's just get like super drunk and forget right. ourselves completely. Right. Um, I yeah. think a lot of times, yeah, there are, there are a lot of festivals and oh, of situations like that. I think yeah. most of them are. Yeah. Um, and they're fun when you're young. Like, yeah. They're, 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 they're fun. Yeah. <laughs> they're fun at any time. But <laughs> <laughs> you're like, let's go to one next week. Yeah. Like, ah, you know what? Maybe tonight <laughs> we should totally change the vibe. <laughs> yeah. No. Shots, shots, shots. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a time where I'd be, yeah. Anyway, but I, uh, I agree with you. Mm -hmm. I, this is like the perfect size and speed for for what a, this kind of festival or for mm -hmm. what a festival, what I like in a mm -hmm. festival. Yeah. Like I love the fact that I can walk up here and it's all like really close. You know, it's not like this big thing. There's no campground. There's no like, like I don't enjoy that. Like that, that stresses me that out. That stresses me out. And I can't find, I'm like yeah. always looking for all the band guys and nobody, you know what I mean? The yeah. whole text thread's like, yeah. where are you? I'm by the, like, this is so much chiller. You have to go in a porta potty. Ugh. Like, that's the worst. Let's stop that. 
<laughs> but like I love the fact that I could come up here and like you know people were doing yoga and then after they're done like they can come talk to me and like and and I can you know find out where they're coming from or mm-hmm. or whatever which is that's cool that's cool to like spend spend some real quality time with people on a weekend play some music then go home so, yeah what's better than that I don't think there is and I you guys do all I've opened for your you guys a lot do such an amazing job of making it doesn't feel like you have fans it feels like you have listeners yeah that people that uh and you just engage with them in such a personal human way it's not like we're carbon leaf and you guys are yeah whatever what's your name yeah i don't care thanks for coming yeah i don't care (laughs) <laughs> I don't really care. It's like, no, I'm you gonna, do care. I love it. It's a really good example for younger artists. Yeah. So awesome. All, although we're the same age, so yeah. Well, one year. You're are you one year older than me? How? Uh, thirty two. I'm thirty three. Yeah. I'll be thirty four in November. Yeah. Oh, I just thir- think about that. Thirty three in April. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I'm still a younger artist. Okay, yeah. we're good. Well, I mean, you're, we're all younger than these old guys in the band so <laughs> you know they look so young though especially barry he's probably like working out right now somewhere yeah he's he's like the last year everybody like john always tries to get me to work out my problem with working i'll tell you it's secret my problem with working out with john is he goes way too hard mm. like he doesn't i can't do like i can do what he's doing i cannot do the amount of what he's doing and he always like pushes pushes too hard and he's pushed too hard where i i don't want to do it yeah so i actually yesterday morning i went for a jog on the beach at Mm -hmm. seven good for you which was which was really nice and i got really disgusting and sweaty Mm -mm. um and i told him and he and i could tell like we're sitting right here i was like yeah i was up at 7 30 i went for a little jog on the beach i could tell in his eyes he didn't believe me Come on, John. He didn't John. believe me. So, John, I know you're listening. C- come on, bro. John, <laughs> Jesse did go on a run. I went on the run because I want to not look like I do. He did. But anyway, that took a weird turn. Well, it was a real pleasure having you on the podcast. It was great to be here. It was great. Did you enjoy it? Was it okay? I actually loved it. And I feel like, I honestly feel like I went to therapy. So Good. thank you so much. I'll uh, send you my uh, billing information. All right. Perfect. Yeah. I yeah. charge a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I charge a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah. What, what? How much is, I was going to say a really terrible joke and now I'm not going <laughs> to say it. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much. That was the conversation with Marie Miller. I really hope you enjoyed it. Again, you can check out the After the Gig Patreon at patreon.com slash after the gig. Select a tier level that you're into and you're comfortable with. Join the community, support the show, and uh, get that exclusive content that you can only find there, as well as emailing into the podcast, emailing me at afterthegigpod at gmail.com. I love your questions. I love your comments and uh, all the suggestions there. So if you are going to be in Annapolis for the next Carbon Leaf shows, you can see me there. I'll be there playing, I believe, three nights, four shows 
at the Rams head on stage. And then the last shows of the year at the Birchmere and also the very last show of the year at the national in Richmond, Virginia, which we're very, very, very excited about. We didn't get to do it last year. And it's basically one of the best times ever had by all. So get, go get your tickets at carbonleaf.com. Say hello, and uh, I'll see you later. Bye. I was hoping for a quiet life with you, but the cause was too great. The path was too true, so I packed up my bags and left what I know for all of this great unknown. When the fighting is done and the journey's finally over, I'll come back to you and our homeland forever. Sometimes I wish that I could just turn back. I miss tea by the fire and soft green grass. But some deeper part inside of my soul is keeping me on this Sound of a long battle cry and mountains to love.